devil on my shoulder shot the angel down the black wolf with the bloodshot eyes stole the wild wolf's howl the furnace in my soul can't burn up to say callous towns keep on looking cold but darkness finds a way I What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the AEW correspondent, the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. Stop the clap. Stop the clap. Stop the clap. What? Stop the clap. What's the matter? What's the matter? Mr. Boudre- no, no, no. Stop the clap. We need to get, we need to take care of this. Take okay? care. Okay. Because the sooner we take care of this, the sooner I can get a margarita and go on vacation. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, vacation, all I ever wanted. I'm happy. The happy horse, 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 so full of fun. Of course, of course. It's plain to see. It's fun to be happy. I'm the happy horse, 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 so full of love. Of course, of course. It's time to be carefree, so come with me. Happy. Here it comes. Here comes the fun. Are you ready? No, stop. Flippity clop, flippity flop, we got no time to mope and mop. Let's ride the magic rainbow right there. Tippy, 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 tippy. And that's all I got. Okay, two things. First thing, children, we're going on vacation, but it's not the bad kind of vacation that I went on when I made fun of uh, those from Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, this is a different vacation. This is <clears throat> this is us basically having... We Look, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm going to clarify this. Okay, look. It's no secret. I can't stand AEW. God help me, I can't. And I understand that, but I didn't got... need you going on a happy rant. What? What's Why? What's wrong with me going on no, a happy rant? No, I'm happy. No, you sounded like the Mad Hatter took a pump of cocaine. Calm down. Well, technically it's called booger sugar, but okay. Okay, booger sugar, cocaine. I don't care what, what okay, it's a very, very merry unbirthday and you need to calm the very, the merry the fuck down. O okay. I mean, technically it is my unbirthday. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Stop drinking the hopium tea. All right. Okay, <laughs> you cannot be happy. You cannot be happy and this gonna be good. Excuse me, how does me being happy hurt the show. I, I like to know why I'm not allowed to be happy. I'm not allowed to be in a good mood. The show it makes the show less 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 good, Mr. Boudreaux. People won't come here to hear your angry opinion. Okay, they want you to be angry. Okay, they want you to be filled with rage. They don't want you to come on here and go. Life is great. Everything's peachy. Everything's wonderful. I pull my own penis. Okay, this is not this is not that type of show. Okay, if they wanted to see happy things and and people that pull their own penises. Next they were tuning on Wednesday. First of all, the, the Wednesday shows are great. Let's just clarify that right now. <laughs> and second of all, I could be in a bad mood and still pull on my penis, okay? Even when I was depressed, I still had porn. So yes, that doesn't yeah, mean yes, anything. I understand, I understand that. Or you could be like the ginger and be drunk. Yeah, no, I've tried. I see. Because, Zach by the way, the taste of alcohol. live with that I in don't. your head. Live with that in your head now, children. No, I'm just saying, Zach, Zach enjoy, is very fond of the drink. It, he, okay? I'm not, so... <laughs> I Getting drunk that, for me doesn't work. to be drunk to masturbate, and now the children get to live with that in their head like I have had to for the last two years. Wait, what? I said, now the children get to live with that in their head after I have lived in that with mine for two years. Anyway, Wait, time for AEW. Wait a minute. What, what's been in your head for two years? The fact that Zach has to be drunk to masturbate. Wait, that wasn't a that wasn't a roast? You were serious about that? You told me this. Oh, right. I did, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And now I have to live with that and that trauma. Yeah. Now I have to relive it because I forgot about it. So great. Well, you can just you rock me to sleep tonight. Drama. You can just rock me to sleep tonight. Well, there you go. See, kids, the show's going to be good now. Mr. Bucciarelli is traumatized. Traumatic, I died. Yes. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this, you guys have heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. I've had enough of AEW. I really, I try every now and then. And I've said it before about AEW from the very beginning, but it rings even truer today. When you know, I watch this show, I have to dig through a lot of crap 
in order to find a treasure. And when, by the time I get to the treasure, I've gone through so much crap. It's hard for me to enjoy the treasure. And even though this company has driven me insane, I continue to talk about it. And it's not because I'm an obsessed fan. It's not because I'm a cynical asshole, which I am, but it's got nothing to do with dynamite. The reason I do this is you. The people who are listening to this right now, y'all keep listening. And as I mentioned before, the AEW recaps get bigger numbers than the NXT. In fact, the only thing it doesn't outdraw is the classic pay-per-views. Which I won't vote of. <laughs> so, really, y'all keep listening. And as because I mentioned before, me. I give the people what they want. So I suffer, suffer through this two-hour show for you, yes. the listeners. Yes. I do this for you. Let me make that clear. And here's the thing. I've reached the point where I need a break. I'm not kicking AEW off this thing completely, but we are taking, after today, the next time we talk AEW will be in March when we recap Revolution. And for some of you yes. out there, you're going to be asking. and I are both very happy about this. Yes. Now, some of you out there might be thinking, well, Vinny, wouldn't you want to talk about the buildup to Revolution? In a perfect world, yes. But there's one itsy-weensy but ever so significant little tiny detail. They don't build to pay-per-views. Nope. They don't. Tony Khan treats his pay-per-views the way lazy kids treat school projects. They know they have a date for the project. It's well in advance, but they just let it sit in a corner and then they wake up one day and go, oh shit, this is due tomorrow? And then they gotta scramble and put shit together and call their call his dad and call family members and friends and go, okay, how do I build this thing? And then somehow, some way, they drag into school with a project. That's yes. how he treats these pay-per-views. And it's, and it's never gonna be a quality project either. It's it's normally like a C minus. Yeah, just enough to pass the class. Like you squeak by somehow. So we know yes. we're not missing anything because when they do build this up, it'll be like a couple weeks before, and the last week he'll just throw in some four ways and five ways and six mans and battle royals and ladder matches because I have because I have to get everybody on the card. I can't just have the stars. Oh wait, I don't have any unless someone whacks me in the head. So that's the only time he sees well, stars. Well, I, had, I had one, but he works with children. Yeah, and now he's sitting at home and he's tired. Yes, he's old. He's tired. He's beat up, and he's and tired. He works working. with children. Yes, yeah, and he works with children. So he's sitting at home. He's got one star who spends half the time not wrestling, and another star on the rise. And then and, everybody and, else and is just and another star who is who. Let's just be honest. He was a star, and now he's jobbing the people that don't need it. <laughs> No, yes, he is. We're going to kick off this AW that was called New Year's Smash. And we kick things yes, off. Because our hearts. Yes. And we have our first official match of the evening. We have Brian Danielson goes one-on-one -on -one against Ethan Page, played by Julian, with Stokely Hathaway. I fucking hate you. I had to call him by his Christian name. No, I fucking hate you because you know this bothers me. And some people are like, Gator, why does that bother you? Because the... <sighs> We went over this last week. The word plays in wrestling makes it sound juvenile. Does it not? Oh, oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. Okay. So that right there just irks me. This match was not terrible. There was some psychology. Danielson's a damn magician. Let's just be honest. Yes. He's a fucking magician. You could get, you could put anybody in there with Danielson. Danielson's going to make him look good. Um, What was going on with the hat? What hat? The hat on Stokely's head. That... Oh, um, I don't know. What was... 
I think what was what was with the hat? What was what was why? So I know Stoker looks like a titty nipple, but that's his gimmick. I mean, I think he was trying to look, uh, you know, gangsta for some reason. Is that what it was, or was it because MJF said there was a glare on his head last week? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just saying, usually, and people are going to hate that I say this, but I'm sorry, it's the truth. Usually, um, when a black guy wears his hat on backwards on TV, he's usually trying to be all gangsta and street. I don't know. That's the only logical What other reason would he just put a hat on randomly out of nowhere? That There's no other well, reason see, for it. You see Mr. Boudreaux. Okay, I don't think I want you to answer that question. I think we need to move on with how you feel about the match. Well, you see Mr. Boudreaux after you have robbed a store. Okay, we're not going there. No. No. Gator, let's not turn this positive vacation into a negative. Let's just go on with the show. I don't give a fuck. I'm going on vacation. After you have robbed a store, you have to have a getaway and you have to have a disguise. I do not reflect these views. I do not agree. I'm not endorsing that part. Please continue the match. Okay. This match, so here's the thing. And this is this is the one thing that does irk me. Ethan Page, did you notice Danielson had to do the same spot twice in order to get him to calm down? Yes. Because he got a lancy. Yeah, he got a little squirrely. He got a little antsy. Yeah. It was a match. It was, it was and a match. It was a good match. Here was the problem with the match. Um, Brian Danielson had to work with somebody who is overhyped and over-celebrated, in my opinion. And uh-huh. here was my biggest complaint is the finish. And I hated it for two reasons. One, because it pertains to something that happens in the main event, which we'll get to later. But also, I didn't like it because this is something that has been overdone in every fucking match that you see on Dynamite. And that is somebody locks in some type of submission hold that could potentially pass, make someone pass out and it's always, oh, he passed out and the match is over. You have a roster full of people who are too cool to tap out of anything. Mm-hmm. And when you have something like that in the opening match. Yes, but it made sense in the it made sense in the main event in order to yes. in order to keep a talent that, that is a it was a talent that they built into being a monster. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I was trying not to go deep into that because we got to talk about that later. My point is, well, yeah, but I, I mean, at least gives a clarification. Yes, it's it's a monster over some prick that thinks he's playing wrestling. Yeah, and the thing is, this he's also would not bit. be a problem if this wasn't something we saw in matches the week before, and the week before that, and the week before that, and the week before that. Something like this is something you do to extend a major feud. It is not something you do just to make somebody look strong. Because if everybody looks strong, then nobody's strong. It's just like when they say everyone is special. Well, then nobody's special, you dumbass. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay. If I smash a puppy in the head with a hammer, you're going to, the first time you see me do it, you're going to go, oh, fuck, that's fucked up, right? Yeah. Okay. But if I do it 15 times in a row, at some point or another, you're just going to be like, eh, okay, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know a better way to explain this. Well, it's, I think, uh, well, thank God. God, Alex even wasn't here even to hear that. once you sodomize the family pet, at some point or another, people are going to get desensitized of the sodomizing of the family pet. Yeah, it's like... When- so then you have to continue to do more stupid shit in order to keep shit moving because you're, oh, we've got to be bigger. Oh, we've got to do bigger. That's the same problem that, that they've been doing with, with a certain match we're not going to talk about. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's when you... when you It's, like, it's true, the desensitizing of something. It's like... If you watch a lot of horror movies, if you watch a horror movie enough times, eventually the the death scenes are not going to bother you as much because
because you've seen it over and over and over and over again. You know exactly when Jason's gonna pop out. You know exactly when Freddy's gonna show up. You know when Michael Myers is gonna pop through the door. If you see it too many times, you get used to it and it just becomes meh. That's why in every horror movie they have to do much more elaborate death scenes. So you're di- so you see different shit than what you saw last time. So you can go ho ho holy shit. Yeah, because they have to continue to be creative. But one, uh, you're not being creative here. And also, you have to, again, you have to use, these are tools that wrestlers use. Real ones use to entertain the crowd. But it's like, you know, it's like uh, Gator was talking about a hammer. There's a difference between a contractor using a hammer to hammer a nail into a wall and some random dude taking the hammer and just bashing a piece of wood. That does nothing. You're using the tool, but you're using it wrong. Here's some breaking news. Um, FTR have lost their uh, their Lucha Libre titles. Oh, they did? They did. They dropped them to Rush's brother and some other guy that looks like Dollar Store Sin Cara. Well, well, we know what's happening next. Oh, yes, we do. They're going to go to Japan. They're going to drop those, and they're going back to the Evil Empire, children. No, actually, they're leaving the Evil Empire. It depends on which way you look at it. If if they're leaving AEW, they're leaving the Evil Empire. Oh, well, they're leaving Tony Khan's castle of crazy. Exactly. They're getting the fuck out of this place. So. But anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to drag us off track. What yeah. Vinny's trying to say is, is in wrestling, there are certain tools that if you use them properly, they work. But you cannot overdo them. Just like the fire extinguisher spot in, in in a street fight or any type of situation. If you do it once or twice a year, okay, it works great. But it gets over. It gets a pop. But if you do it a thousand times, that's the problem with deathmatch, deathmatch wrestling. When you see the same thing over and over and over again, it's hard to continue to top this shit. Exactly. I'll use another example. Recently, I was listening uh, to Jeff Jarrett's podcast, and yes. he was talking about, they were, they were going through WCW. And of course they're they're in the they're in the WCW era where um shit stain was running things. And they and Jeff Jarrett said at one point he was literally whacking people over the head with a guitar two to three times a show. Like not not a month, not two to three times a pay-per-view, one episode of Nitro at least three times in every episode of Nitro almost every week. In like 99, 2000, he's whacking people over the head with a guitar. And even Jeff Jarrett, who the guitar is is basically his gimmick was like, yeah, we're overdoing this, Russo. Well, that's it. Okay, this is a completely different topic because it's your name. Well, yes, but it does illustrate the point, though. After well, a certain it illustrates point, the point, but it also illustrates the point that shit stains an idiot. But we already know that, Gator. True. So I'm saying. So anyway, that's what was going on here. That's why the finish to me meant nothing because I've seen other wrestlers who should have tapped out when they got in that in, in a submission hold just pass out for no reason. So it's overdone, it's overplayed, and there's no reason to do this because why would you continue? The only logical reason to continue this feud is because you want to give MJF more time to just sit on his ass. Well, and they said that they were going to, and MJF even said they were going to do that. By the way, who was the, who was the prostitute you hired? <laughs> That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, was that, is that his fiance? Or was uh, that some no. random chick? No, that was just some random chick. Okay, because I do know he has a fiance. Yes, and that's not her. Okay, I, I couldn't, I can't remember. I didn't see the picture. I just knew he, he had a smoking hot fiance. Yes, she's smoking hot. That girl looks like 
something Desmond would have picked up. Well, Desmond does pick up good quality girls, so you can't really. Okay, but that girl's not good quality. That girl, that girl looks like she's got daddy issues. Like she cuts her wrists. I mean, like she listens to every type of band that Desmond thinks is cool. So Moving anyway. on. Fuck it, we're on vacation. So Wardlow is interviewed <laughs> about his TNT Championship match against Samoa Joe, and the champion attacks him with a baseball bat. Okay, so here's a question: What, what, what leg, what leg did he attack? Um, if if my memory serves, I think it was the left leg. Okay, okay. Just remember this for later. Okay, yes. He, he um, the left leg, I believe, was attacked. But yeah, okay. So, just remember this for later. Yeah, remember that now. So, anyway, here's this was again another one of those examples where, okay, we have an interview and the person only gets like X amount of time to talk. Like, are they trying to cover up for the fact that half these people can't cut promos? Uh, yeah. Because I feel like that's the only logical explanation for why you're not letting people talk and and why they're not getting any better. Well, and here's the thing, too. They're going to that generic answer of there's too much talking, we must fight. Uh, Yeah, because they forget that talking is what builds up the fight. Well, they forget that's how you sell tickets. But then again, they're not worried about that because the marks are going to buy They're going to buy yeah, that's why that's why most of the time promoters have to track you down for fucking promo videos because you forget that's important. Anyway, yeah, well. oh, oh, I'm sorry, am I getting a little too real? Uh, but anyway, hey, 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 look, look, I understand you've had you've seen some traumatic things and ultimately crappy wrestling, <laughs> but I'm gonna need you to calm down. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway, um, okay, okay. There's no reason for you and I to combat about this or be combative about this. We're not going to be combative about this not gonna be combative about this okay no. we are pros <laughs> we love wrestling wrestling <laughs> so we're good we are yeah, good. i do that do i do that right yes yay so anyway um now we cut to uh hangman adam page okay asked- this was useless this was useless. You don't even need to tell the people about this. All they did here was they tried to cover up the fact that Hangman Page is still not clear. Yeah, they, they said it was a week-to-week situation. He doesn't have a firm answer, but the doctor said if he stays on track, he could return in two weeks, but that could change if he keeps fighting Moxley. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. And okay. Again, this was useless. Moving on. Yeah, and we're moving on to something even more useless. Uh, we have the next match of the evening, dear God help me, we have Top Flight versus John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli. Well, John didn't bleed. It's a New Year's miracle. So, so that's good. Um, okay, t- two questions. Two questions. Whose style were they trying to work here? I don't know. <laughs> because this was a jumbled mess. They tried to make this work, but this was a jumbled mess. You could tell Claudio was the one trying to rein everybody in. Yeah. Because you had two spot monkeys and a deathmatch fuck <laughs> with an actual wrestler who can't cut a promo. Yeah, it's like, it's like Claudio's the wrestler and Moxley's the talker. Well, you're correct. If they keep them together long enough for them to do that yeah you know but i this was i mean i'm glad we got to hear wild thing me too that was yeah that was the whole highlight here this was just uh, these two these uh, top like the the martin brothers you should both be ashamed of yourself you both have quality basics you both know what you're doing in the ring but somebody needs to sit you down and tell you that you don't need to fucking fly around like a fucking idiot every match. 
Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, you're 100% right. And let me just say this. They have decent basic. These two could be stars. They could be a quality babyface team. I mean, they may not ever get through tag team title eras, but then you could use them to build other teams on. Yeah, you can. But he- here's the thing about this match. If the goal of this match or the purpose of AEW is for me to take John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli seriously as wrestlers, Badasses and top guys. They put them in with people that don't. No, 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 not just that. This match lasted way too fucking long. The fact that it took John Moxley and the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Claudio Castanoli this long to beat these two glorified jobbers makes that. If you think that this makes Top Flight look good, it don't. It makes Moxley and Claudio look like. Like pussies mm-hmm. that you can't put down top flight you can't put the it took you this long to beat them keep in mind one of the guys in this match is john moxley and another one of these guys is just in the corner is that moxley the guy who on dynamite squashed cm punk and there yeah there were a lot of bells and whistles and shit behind the scenes whatever the fuck point is this in a very short period of time moxley dropped cm punk It took him this, it took him a commercial break length of a match. I I think that's called a one or a two segment match, whatever the fuck that's called. Point is this. It's a a two-segment. Two-segment match to beat Dante fucking Martin and Darius fucking Martin. And here's why. But we're getting over this young talent. Okay. We're giving them the rub. We're giving them the rub by putting them in with with a a world champion and a former world champion. Give me a fucking break. Oh, is that so? Well. Give me a fucking break. Exactly. But here's the thing. To anybody out there who's retarded enough to think that, let, let me tell you this. What are the odds of top flight winning the tag? Team titles anytime soon? Are they? Are they the ones that are gonna beat the Scissor Boys? I think. Do you really want my opinion on this? Good. Okay, I think there's more of an opportunity of Zach to be laid by a female woman with a vagina more than there is for Top Flight to be in the tag team picture. Exactly, and they're not. Are they gonna go? Is either one of them getting a shot at the TNT title? Are are the two of them and AR Fox gonna beat either Death Triangle or the Cancer Cells when they're when they're when their bullshit circus show is over? Are they gonna again, be the next trios champions? Again, there is more of a likelihood of Zach being getting laid. Exactly! That's the point! There is no reason to give people the rub if that rub isn't gonna turn into anything. It's like it's like, what's the point? And I'll and I'll use a rub reference here. What What's the point in stroking someone's dick if you don't make them come? Yeah. If a, I'm all for, you know, you want to, it's like, oh, I'm going to give somebody a hand job. Okay. Did he come? No. Well, you suck at giving hand jobs. You wasted everybody's time. It's like a girl, if a girl wants to give me a blow job, that's cool. But if I don't come from the blow job or it doesn't lead to sex where I come later, you're wasting my fucking time. The whole purpose of this thing is for me to get something out of this, for it to go somewhere. Or it's like when girls go out on dates with guys, they're not going. Some of them go out just to get a free meal and fuck those bitches. But my point is this. Most girls, when they go on a date, they expect that date to 
turn into a relationship and for that relationship to turn into a marriage to live happily ever after so there are some girls where if you're not gonna give them the happily ever after you're wasting their time dating them same thing with this you can let them have this great fucking match but if it's not gonna turn into anything then you're not giving them the rub you're just making yourself look weak you know, we can, we can talk all the shit in the world about Action Andretti beating Chris Jericho. And for those of you who may not remember what we said, and Gator, if I'm, and Gator, I think I might be paraphrasing, but if I'm wrong, correct me. I believe the thing that you said was, let's see if this turns into something. I believe we said that. Let's see where this goes. And if this ends up going somewhere great, then this can be a great moment. But if Action Andretti becomes a bust, then Jericho just fucked himself. Am I, am I correct in, in the assumption that we said that? No, you nailed it. There we go. So it has to turn into something. Where is Top Flight going from here? Nowhere. Therefore, to hell. Yeah. Therefore, the rub means nothing. It that's means what, nothing. It that's means what, nothing. This was just this. These two guys are jobbers. I hate to I hate to spoil anybody else's bubble here, but if they spend more time on dark and on YouTube <laughs> than they do on regular television, they're a fucking job team. Yes, and that's see the whole purpose of a star giving someone the rub is for them to go somewhere. It's like when CM Punk, and I'll put Punk on blast as much as I love the guy. Right now I do. But it's like when Punk would go out there and wrestle some random guy on Dynamite, and the guy would take him to the limit. At first, it was kind of cool. Okay. They, but then you found out the guys he was having these competitive matches with weren't going anywhere. Nothing about them evolved. And that so many people were taking CM Punk to the limit, it did more harm than good to CM Punk. You know why? Because this motherfucker's on TV every week going, I'm the best in the world. That's his whole moniker. For 10, 12, from 2011 till now, all he talks about is, I am the best in the world. No one is on my level. Nobody can touch me. And yet, nobodies are taking me to the limit. How the fuck does that make you the best in the world? If you're the best in the world, you should be putting down job guys like they're, like they're bratty children in need of a nap. You should be putting these guys, you should be putting people down like animals at a shelter. Yes, yes. But you're not. So how are you the best in the world? See, Punk should be having competitive matches with M- like like him having a competitive match with MJF. That means something because MJF's a star. You know, if you're gonna go to the limit, go with Jericho. You and Danielson. Hell, even him and Hangman Adam Page. Because for a period of time, Adam Page was a somebody till he became an epic fail. But for a while there, he had something. I was on the Hangman bandwagon for a while because I saw potential in him. I still, I still do. I just think there's a lot that needs to happen. Oh yeah, he's got to show me something because so far he's showed me he's immature. But anyway, that's the overall point. These get Moxley and Claudio are making themselves look bad by lowering themselves like this. Yes, and we've been <laughs> up here for an hour now, and we need to continue. Yes, and oh dear God. <laughs> Speaking of absolute, speaking of letdowns, Kip Sabian is backstage with Orange Cassidy and the best friends. Sabian wants a shot at the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Trent Beretta points out that he deserves a shot because he eliminated Sabian from the Battle Royal on Rampage. Cassidy agrees to give him a title shot on Rampage, so we got Cassidy versus Trent. Okay, that was a waste of my time. Next, next. Uh, yes, we do need to move on next. Oh, crap, it's you again. Yes, yes, Danhausen here. Very nice, very evil, very famous. 
an elite. Uh, catchphrase, catchphrase, da, 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 so on and so forth. Love that Dan Housen. Uh, everything else that I say, who is to say? Who knows? I do not. Yes, uh, I know Dan Housen not been here for a while, but found out that this is the last Dynamites here on the uh, the Boochcast Housen. So I thought I'd come here and uh, say hello to everybody. And uh, I'm also here to see my old friend, the Gingerbread Housen. Hello? I, I'm not the ginger, but fuck off. I, I tell you, who, who do you use? Uh, I, well, I'm Mr. Gator, and um, by the way, you should remember me, because I'm kind of the guy that kicked you in the face for a shoot. I, I'm sorry? You you, you kicked that house in the face? It was an accident. It was an accident. Uh, yes, uh, well, it must have been by a very way, hard side kick. Note, you stole my gimmick. I'm sorry, Dan Housen, no steal gimmicks? Yes, you did. You stole my gimmick. And, okay, first of all, how did I steal your gimmick? And where is the gingerbread housing? Uh, fuck the ginger. Anyway, what I'm saying is you stole my gimmick, okay? I have been cursing people for years, and now you're cursing people. Uh, sorry, Dan Housen has always cursed people. Dan Housen does not recall yes, anybody. So has Gator, okay? I told him to go fuck himself. No swears, no swears, no swears. What? Dan Housen no appreciates swears. No, cursing, cursing. Yes. We're talking about cursing. Yes. So, Dan Housen doesn't. Last cursing, but no swears. Do not. Any, anyway, we're this this entire show is gone to shit. So next. So wait a minute. Where is the gingerbread housing? Why are you here? I'm the new correspondent. Move on. Wait, there's a new correspondence. Yeah, move on. And you, sorry, you do not tell Dan Housen to move on. Dan Housen will move when he is good and ready. You will identify yourself to Dan Housen. I am Gator. Hello. Okay, and why are you and and and, and, and... because I am the new. I just got. God damn it. I see. So there's a new there's a new correspondence. Yes. Um, this is very awkward. Usually, usually Danhausen has good banter. Apparently, this person does not know good banter. So Danhausen must now uh, sit here uh, all awkward and uncomfortable. Yes. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so anyway, I wanted to say hello to the. I'm uh, no, I'm just trying to get this thing done before fucking midnight. Ah, I see. So, well, so Danhausen hopes that all the uh, Boochcast, uh, Boochcast Housing fans had great, uh, great Christmases, great New Years, and um, apparently there's a new correspondent. May he forever be cursed. And uh, thank you for supporting Danhausen. Yeah, thank you, Donovan. Goodbye. Okay, well that was awkward. Uh, at least I got to go to the bathroom. What the hell were you got? What the hell was going on anyway? I, uh, Donovan was out here and he's being a pain in my ass. So goodbye. By the way, that probably screws up any chance I will get from fucking working him in the future. So this entire show has been a shit show for me. Yes. And Some that... of us still have to work. <laughs> well, that w- well, that's not my fault. You, you decided well, not to be nice to the guy. Cut, you're going to cut out the promo in the beginning. So anyway. Who said I was doing that? You uh... need to. You need to. All right. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. We got Hook versus Balaam Lynx. So... <laughs> So why are we still being having this force down our throat, the hook and Jungle Boy tag team thing after Jungle Boy just got out of a tag team? I don't know. Are they trying to kill time till Christian's better? I guess. I don't know what's going on here. I don't either. I, I don't know what's going on here. I, I'm not a fan of these two being together. Hook is not ready to be on this show. Um, If you're going to put Hook on this show, this is the way to do it. But I think he needs to be on Dark and, and Rampage for a little while. I don't know. To me, he's the realest thing on the show. Well, the kid's got it. He's he's good. He's not bad. But it's just, there's no, I don't know. I just don't feel it. I get it. In fact, I like the fact, I, I like his gimmick. I'm a fan of Hook. I feel like. No, I like the gimmick. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the gimmick. What I'm, what I'm not understanding here is where they're trying to go with it. Because they pretty, they pretty much, they're, they're all over the place with this kid. Yeah. They're just trying to figure out what to do with him. Um, but they, because they know fans yeah, love to see him. They haven't figured it out. <laughs> Yeah. So we see Stokely Hathaway, Big Bill, and Lee Moriarty walk down the ramp. And he says he's a Southwest Airlines. More people that they're trying to figure out what the hell to do with. <laughs> and apparently he's the Southwest.
Midwest Airlines of AEW because he won't be able to get the job done against these guys. Um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry comes charging in the scene, attacks Moriarty. He helps Hook fend off Big Bill. At least that was believable. That was the only good thing in this entire segment is we got to hear Jungle Boy's music. <laughs> Yeah, but we we didn't get to hear it for very long, though. No, but I, I just love his music. In fact, people kept singing it even though the music was gone, which I thought was kind of weird. It's I like, mean... It's like, if the music cuts off, you don't have to sing anymore. You just look stupid at that point. Unless you're, unless you're Chris Jericho and you just want your ego stroke. Well, yeah, well, that's because they're actually singing lyrics to a song. There's no lyrics to this song. that They don't pop into way later. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't show up till like way later. Life. Yeah. Well, speaking of Chris Jericho, a video they package. They sang the actual lyrics. They sang Jungle Life. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're just sitting there going. No, 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 no. They actually sang lyrics. Not the fans. Yeah, I was listening to the fans. They weren't singing lyrics. They actually sang Jungle Life. No, they didn't. They did they sang Jungle Life. No, they didn't, I'm Gator. I did Gator. None of them sang Jungle well, Life. Like Tarzan Boy. Gator needs help. Um, so anyway, we got a video package recapping Chris Jericho's past few weeks, including his loss to Action Andretti. Uh in a promo, Jericho vowed to take Ricky Starks to school when they face off next week. Yes, I, I'm actually looking forward to this. This. I, this could be decent. This could be an actual case of somebody that needs the rub getting the rub. Yeah, it's just going to be intriguing to see how it ends. Because uh, I don't know, is Jericho going to get the win? Or are they going to let Ricky Starks get the win? Or is there going to be some kind of fuckery I'm involved? Letting, I'm fine with them giving the win to Ricky. I am too. Because Ricky's the one that needs to build the momentum. Because he's the next star. Yeah. Yes, that would be great, and it would tell the, it would continue to tell the story you're trying to tell with Jericho that Jericho's losing his lust. Yes, that is <laughs> not as interesting. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area with uh, Renee Paquette, who interviews Swerve Strickland and Mogul Affiliates. And as everyone will find out more about the mystery member, who is not Tom Arnold, by the way, so fuck you. Um, he was not Tom Arnold, it's Tom McDonald. Tom, Tom McD Arnold was married to fucking Roseanne. Well, he's not Tom McDonald, so fuck you. So, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. He was some he's some fucking old baseball player. Yeah. And we we you to confront Strickland and challenge him to a match on Rampage. By the way, I'm mad as fuck that, that Rick Ross was not in this promo. Why? There was no big motherfucker. I know. The big motherfucker went home because he served his purpose. No, he did not. He was he's part of he's an affiliate, a mogul affiliate. Yes, but he also costs a lot of money. <laughs> well, Yes, that ha that happens when you say big motherfucker on live TV. And the fact that it's Rick Ross, who's one of the biggest rappers on the planet. Literally and figuratively. It also happens when you say big motherfucker on TV. Yeah. And all on I gotta TBS say, and I will say this. This was actually a pretty good promo till Wheeler Useless showed up. Oh, God. I'm sorry. He is not badass. He is not intimidating. And he needs a mouthpiece more than ever. He couldn't He couldn't intimidate a schoolgirl. No, not at all. And on that note, we jump over the Cancer River. And we cut to the acclaimed. Who the following contest will not be acknowledged yes by the bootcast gator ricky ross enterprises yes <laughs> or its affiliate yes the acclaim dropped a new music video about jeff jarrett and jay lethal caster raps and references jarrett's time in wwf and tna he shifts attention to jay lethal and drops lines about his rung of ring of honor and his black machismo character this was interesting it definitely was it was interesting um i like the idea 
of them doing music videos because they do it right with them. Yeah, I also enjoy it because Max Caster is not afraid to cross any line, which is what makes his raps great because there's always a shock value to everything. Like when he mentioned, like he mentioned the fact that he stole Kurt Angle's wife. Which is which was a shoot, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. That was not a work. That was a shoot. No, that's legit. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is married to Karen. Still today. Yes. And you know, apparently they've all made amends on the issue, so they're not like. Yeah, but they they that. But for a period of time, thought, thought because that was an angle. I mean, they did actually do an angle in TNA on that. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, but but even then, those two guys had to agree not to kill each other. Oh, I and I remember, I remember my favorite line from my, two of my favorite lines from that. Jeff Jarrett was like, you know, Kurt Angle, the wrestler, the father, the husband, well, the ex-husband. And and then he says a bunch of, and Kurt Angle goes, first of all, you can have that slut. Yeah. Like, that's how real this shit got. Yes. They, they were dropping bo- This was like, this was like Matt Hardy and Edge dialed up to 20. <laughs> that's how bad this fucking thing got. I hate to say this, but it was a little more of a main event issue there. Yeah, and then of course they talk about Ring of Honor and talk about how Jay Lethal lost to Ric Flair, and also the fact that he imitates the Macho Man. He's been in the business 20 years, nobody imitates him, and I'm like, oh fuck. Like, that's the thing about Max. He goes for the throat. He will go for the jugular. Yeah. That's what I love about him. Like, there's certain moments, like, Tony even said, there's a lot of people pissed off backstage. I'm like, you think? All I know is if I'm Jeff Jarrett, I'm not gimmicking the guitar. That's all I know. If I'm Jeff Jarrett, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shoot swing this motherfucker. I need to dispense some vigilante justice. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, we're moving on to the next match of the evening. Oh, no. I got a bad feeling about this. We got TJAS versus Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. What the fuck was this? <laughs> this was terrible. Terrible? My God. The only person that knew what they were doing remotely was Ruby. Ty, Ty is in there like a lost puppy dog trying to find their way home. Anna's just all over the place. Willow's being led like a puppy dog. It's just, it just, this was, this is the epitome of when I tell my students to try to stay on track, this was not on track at all. No, it wasn't. Although I will say the twerking was nice. Yeah, the twerking was nice. Yes. Uh, I, I th- see. This is the type of twerking Zach and I were talking about before. Like, this is the type of twerking we prefer. You know, Ty Cunty with the twerking and Willow Nightingale with the twerking. Which I know Gator liked Willow twer- twerking. I know that much. No. Oh, Gator, you like it when the big girls twerk. I don't play in the mud. <laughs> there once was a girl named Tanisha. <laughs> <laughs> that was acquitted. <laughs> I was acquitted. <laughs> I was acquitted. Gator is a sinner. He is always going to be a sinner. And I was acquitted. (laughs) Mr. Budgerelli, I did not have... Okay. I did have... I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. Like, Mr. Bucciarelli, um, I did have sexual relations with, with, with that woman, but in the immortal words of Michael Jackson, the kid is not my son. No, no it's not, because he's not even real. Anyway. <laughs> oh. You ever heard of the Neverland Ranch? <laughs> yes. Well, that kid is ne- never going to be on this land or near my ranch. Anyway. <laughs> Move on. Yes. But Gator, Gator loves to twerk. Yes. 
So hell of a great, yeah. But, yeah. So that, but that was the one great moment of the match. I'm gonna say this: the finish made me angry. It made all of us angry. I will say this though: Aubrey Edwards impressed me. I'm like, wait, a referee is stopping something from happening? Yes. They're doing their job now. I, some, I think somebody pulled Aubrey aside and said, "Hey, um, just so you know, people think you're the laughing stock of this company. So how about actually doing your job?" Yeah. And so now she's just ripping the chair out. And here's the thing. And here's why the finish made me angry. It's not because Ty and Anna won. That's not the reason why. It's because here's why. Ty has a chair. She tosses the chair at Ruby. Ruby catches the chair. Mm -hmm. She then does her Ty KO finish. <clears throat> Gator? Yay. How long of a pause was there before she did the kick? Um, at least... Five Mississippis. Yeah. If someone throws a chair at you. Because I counted it. You counted there it. There should not be that long of a pause. Yeah. Because at that point, it just looks like you're setting it up. Yeah. If someone's holding a chair longer than three seconds, how are you not swinging the motherfucker after two Mississippis? At least. Mr. Woodrow, we haven't said this at all in this entire episode yet. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. Ready? One, two, three. Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. That was. And also, also, we're going to do the other gimmick. You ready? You ready? Psychology. Yes, yes, children. That's how that works. You, she's just, it's like she had to sit there too long with the chair in front of her face till Ty decided, oh, I'm going to do a kick. At least when Rob Van Dam did, it was toss, catch. But he's, he's already spinning. By the time the chair's in your hand, he's already spinning for the spin kick. At least Rob Van Dam did it in a fluid motion to where it was believable. Hell, Sabu had good timing with that shit. Or half the time, he was holding the chair in one hand and kicking with the other. You should not be pausing that long with a chair in front of your face. Because it doesn't make, I'll tell you right now, it doesn't make Ty look stupid. It makes Ruby look stupid. Because why are you spending five Mississippis with a chair in front of your face? If I don't see a boot hitting me immediately after I catch a chair, I'm swinging the chair. I don't care if I fuck up your spot. I'm not going to look stupid out there. And if we get a shoot fight in the back, I'll shoot fight you in the back. But I am not going to, you should not have to sit there and look stupid like that. Wrestling. And Ruby, as we mentioned before, is the only one in this match who knows what the fuck she's doing, so she should know better. Wrestling. And then we cut to the backstage area with the ass boys who decide they're going to leave early and talk about beating FTR next week. Oh, it was a waste of time. Okay, alright, that's cool. Appreciate it. Bye. Yeah. Then we cut to Ricky Starks who shares his thoughts ahead of his match with Chris Jericho and vows to get revenge for Action Andretti. He says he's a star. He did good. He did good here. He did good here. He says he's a star that Jericho can't control. Starks promises to whoop Jericho's ass and bring him down several notches. He did good here. Ricky, Ricky is really starting to come into his own, is he not? Oh yeah, he's doing fantastic. He's coming into his own as a promo. I'm like, go ahead, Ricky. Yeah. So ever since you told him to fire up, he's been firing up. He's firing up. The kid fires up now. Yeah. I like it. Somebody had a conversation with Ricky. <laughs> Somebody said, hey, Ricky, you got to fire up, kid. Yeah. I wonder who said that anyway. Me. I see. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> yes. So we are moving on now to the main event of the evening for the TNT Championship. 
Samoa Joe defends the title against Wardlow. All right, we need to talk about something in wrestling that a lot of people do not uh, think about. Okay. Okay. Mr. Budrelli, consistency, right? Yes. You're going to tell a story. It needs to be consistent. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah. Okay. By that, I mean sell the right fucking leg. <laughs> sell the knee that was attacked instead of flip-flopping between which knee you want to sell, depending on which side of the camera you're on. <laughs> Is it his left knee? Is it his right knee? Is it his weenie? We don't know. We don't. We don't know anymore. This this match was very clunky. Very clunky, very clunky. But we figured it would be because it's too hard. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was one of those moments where, matches where it just, everything felt weird. I, I didn't have much hope for it. And... I felt like like it did have a level of storytelling because they were constantly checking on the bad leg, but, yes, but that was that was it. Which leg was the bad leg? No, no I see your point. We, we already established that. I'm just saying I felt like, and I don't normally say this in matches, but I felt like there was little they they leaned a little too far to the story side here. If that makes sense, that, that does happen. Yeah, like I feel like this match didn't need the whole baseball bat taking out the leg thing to begin with. Well, they, yeah, but they had to do it in order to, and here's the thing, they did this to account for the time. They needed some sort of excuse to account for the time constraint that they knew they were going to have to have because they can't have Wardlow in a match longer than eight minutes. Wardlow's not ready to be in the, in any type of main event situation. Dang. He's good. He's good for what he's, he's like Olberg. He's good for what he's doing because he's been thrusted into a into a picture that he's not quite ready for. Well, he's got to do it sometime. And I understand that, but this was not the time to do this. Then, well, if that's the case, they shouldn't have had the match. Well, they shouldn't have had this match. They shouldn't have had this match as the main event to begin with. Exactly. I mean, I understand why they had this as the main event. It was the TNT title. You know, uh, Samoa Joe's supposed to be the fucking king of television, so I get why it was the main event, and I prefer that over the cancer cells, but... Yeah, well, that was the only other thing that could have been. Yeah, unless they wanted to go the Danielson, Ethan Page route. But again, this goes back to what we were saying before. They ended this match again. He does the the the, the clutch, the Koafua clutch, or Kokita clutch, whatever the fuck it is, and so many different clutches. Uh, but he gets choked out, and the bell rings, which works for this match. But we just saw that two hours ago. So again, it's something that is supposed to mean something, but doesn't because it's been overplayed by instant by lower level talents who should be tapping out to shit. I like I like the way you said that played because the guy that the guy that used it in the beginning was a player. Yeah. I, here's my thing, okay? Ethan Page doesn't deserve the spot he's in. We know that. So so you could have had him be beaten clean by one of the top baby faces in the company who's getting ready to to take a run at the world title against your top heel. Yeah. So the the reason the reasoning behind what they did made no sense. But you know what do I know? Exactly. This is being the bootcast. <laughs> yes. Except I am Gator and I will see you later. Goodbye. Joe attacks Wardlow after the bell and gets a toolbox. He takes out some scissors and headbutts the referee. Joe then cuts Wardlow's hair. Darby Allen charges into the ring and hits Joe in the back with a skateboard. 
wrestling. I did. Here's what I loved about it was um I think Tony Schiavone said that something about the ponytail. He said he grabbed the he cut the man bun and it was weird because in the, in the span of those two seconds, I went from fuck Samoa Joe to I love Samoa Joe. Yes, because he cut a man's man bun. Yeah, because it's wrong to cut a man's ponytail. It is perfectly acceptable to cut off a man bun because no because no men should be using that. As a What's funny is that Vinny has no hair at all. At all? Who is at all? Um, you bitch of a mother. Anyway. Fuck you. Uh, what? That's what he said in the show. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, my point is, is that, hey, I'm just saying, I'm, I, I'd rather have no hair than a fucking man bun. That is... I think you'd look, I think you'd look good with a man bun, but anyway. If I ever had a man bun for a hairstyle, I'm either acting in something like a, a movie, a TV show, or a play, or, or I don't have the presence of mind yet to kill myself. Because no straight man should be wearing a man bun. Right. Right. It's for the gays. Yes. Man bun over people that like man meat in their buns. So anyway. Right, right. And now that we've talked about the kitty toucher, <laughs> good night. <laughs> That episode hasn't come out yet, but okay. So anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this, of course, will wrap up the recap of AEW. And like I said before, as we mentioned earlier, the next time we will see you for AEW will be in March for AEW Revolution. So we're taking a little bit of an AEW break now. The NXT will still be going on till February because we're going to be taking care of New Year's Evil and Vengeance Day. And then after that, it's just the football segments with Lance. We'll go to the Super Bowl and then it'll just be classic stuff that we air on Mondays until we make the full-time return because NXT will be gone until April, but AEW will come back in March. So, Peter, thank you so much for your time. Have your busy schedule to join us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you after the break. Yes, bye. All right, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Give these tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified. We future content will be posted uh we have episode four of boochcast reviews dark side of the 90s dropping today at the time you're listening to this uh we've got um beanie babies go bust is taking place at 2 p.m check that out and of course from now till at least february 9th we have episodes of dark side of the 90s scheduled for you guys to check out they will drop every thursday check them out it's fantastic and subscribe to the channel also make sure you follow us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be saturday january the 28th for the wwe royal rumble it's the first stop on the road to wrestlemania we'll be checking out the women's and men's royal rumble matches see who will be main eventing nights one and two of wrestlemania 39 also we have our live dnd show coming soon our Boochcast booking battle and a special project in the works. Also, make sure you support the Boochcast. Go to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. Our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them 
money. Give us money. We get better content than Peacock. Anyway, and we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99, $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since sold the Peacock, I would have put that $9.99. So $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. I'll approach and goodbye till when we meet again.